0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Fantasy Weather Show. In this episode, we're going to be covering the landing spots and draft capital of the players drafted this past weekend. My name's Spence, and I'm joined by my usual counterparts, Matt and Ryan. And in this first episode, we talked about what players we thought could gain or lose value in the draft. And then we talked a little bit about my pre-draft top 300, which is going to be changed a lot due to the draft. But uh, in the coming episodes, we'll dive back into some individual players um, a little deeper. But for right now, we're just going to go down the list of the NFL draft and where players racked and stacked out because uh, there's a little bit of a whirlwind. So first up, obviously we have Trevor Lawrence to Jacksonville. Pretty, pretty uh, expected. But you guys have any any closing thoughts on him?
1: I'm excited for Jacksonville, actually. Like I, I think the Travis Etienne pick was absolutely not good, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, I'm excited to see what Lawrence can do. A lot of people say he has that top QB upside, so I hope he reaches it. You know, I hope he succeeds. I hope he finds a way to win at Jacksonville. I don't think there needs to
2: be much said about that. One-on-one and superflex is easy. so That's true,
0: unless you want to trade out, obviously. Of course. Um, and then at number two, we had Zach Wilson go. Also pretty expected, but any thoughts?
1: So I like what New York actually did in the draft, actually a lot. So I think they addressed some glaring needs. They moved up, got an offensive guard as well in the first. Loved uh, Barry Tucker there. Uh, they're really helping out Wilson. They're giving him the protection. They're giving him weapons. So I'm excited to see what they do as well.
0: Yeah, they're giving him everything that they didn't give to Darnold. That's how I'm looking at it right now. Carolina's giving a Darnold, too. We'll talk about that later.
2: but Oh, yeah, true. They're surrounding him with some weapons out there, like what they're doing over there. But as for Zach Wilson, we could all debate back and forth each day why Justin Fields should have went there, or who else could have went there. But I don't, I don't think we need to do that. I, I, I'm excited to see what Zach Wilson brings to New York because I think we have to agree. He has that certain level of swagger that everyone's talking about that can make it in New York.
0: So, so that's I'm true. Excited. It does take, it does take some, some swagger to be. I, I, I think he has, that he has that personality to make it big in New York. Yeah. It's like a franchise face. I see. Yeah. I like what you're saying. Kind of like a, just mm. like Justin Herbert's face. I feel like Those people memes, vibe man. with it. Yeah. Number three, you know, some people on this show didn't want this, but Trey Lance snuck in there, North Dakota state. So that's going to be crazy. What, what are your thoughts, Matt? I know you were, you weren't happy about it.
1: Well, I like Trey Lance as a player, and I think he does have some nice upside. Fantasy-wise, I really believe that. I just, I mean, again, I just think it was Justin Fields. I think that would made them true instant Super Bowl contenders year one. I don't necessarily think Trey Lance does that. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to mentor him, and Kyle Shanahan as well is going to have to, you know, refine some of those traits that we've reiterated for the last three months. But I do like Trey Lance. I do. I think... It's going to be fun in San Francisco. He's got a lot of weapons. He's got the protections he needs. They had an all-world defense no more than a year ago. So it's going to be fun in San Francisco as a Saints fan. On that, really looking forward to fighting them every year in the playoffs. If Trey Lance does become this boom kind of guy, it's going to be fun. The NFC is starting to rally off some some young quarterbacks now.
2: What about you, Ryan? Any, any thoughts? As long as it's not Mac Jones, that was highly contested all weekend. But I love Trey Lance's potential. I mean, I've seen dynasty rookie mocks, or not rookie mocks, but rookie drafts, where he's going 102. Like yeah. he is. The rushing upside is high. It's very high. So much untapped potential, and it's going to be interesting to see what he could do in San Fran with Kittle, Ayo, Debo, if he's you know still healthy, and then whoever's in the backfield there, Elijah Mitchell, maybe, maybe, maybe Trey. The
0: deepest backfield in the league. I don't even out. know who's going to start.
2: They don't know. They have no idea. Who knows? All I know is Trey Lance, if he hits even close to his ceiling in San Fran, he is fantasy
1: gold. Yeah, I totally agree. I agree. I agree with that.
0: All right. So Atlanta Falcons, I projected this. One of my only correct guesses (laughs) after this pick four, but uh, Kyle Pitts to the Falcons. How do do we feel about that? How do we feel about Matt Ryan connecting with with Kyle Pitts? Is that something we're going to see? I love it. I absolutely love that landing spot. I
1: think it's going to be a top-tier landing spot for a tight end. I thought that all along. I thought if Atlanta State pat, they had to get Kyle Pitts there. They had a generational playmaker. They had a guy that's going to go up and catch anything that's thrown his way. That's also going to burn you down the field. I love everything about it. I think he's going to get fed. I think we're going to now see a target share spread out between more Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts than even Julio Jones, right? I think Julio Jones is going to start to see that fade out of the offense. And even if he is traded, even more targets now for Pitts, right? So, all the reports, all the news that's come out on Julio, it seems that he wants out, or at least Atlanta wants him out. And this is their, not necessarily a replacement, but a guy that can go up and get it, a guy that can burn you, another playmaker for Matt Ryan. I love it.
0: What do you think about him, them them not taking Jamar Chase here? Because he was available, and there is a big rumor of Julio getting traded after June 1st. Do we think... They were trying to replace Julio or they went for best player available. Why wasn't it Jamar Chase?
1: I think Kyle Pitts is the best pass catcher in the class. I think he is better than Jamar Chase. That's my take on that. I love it.
2: As high as I was on Jamar Chase, I I definitely agree with him, Matt. He's the best pass catcher in the draft. And I'm interested to see how much of a target share he demands right away because I know he's like a unicorn. He's special and whatnot. But is he going to buck the trend of tight ends not succeeding early in their careers?
0: Well, yeah. So I guess a lot of people compare him to Evan Ingram. I think only because he has that similar receiving prowess. Whereas a lot of other elite tight ends, that even even good tight ends that got drafted in the first, like Njoku and and um, I can't forget his, I can't OJ remember his name right now. Yeah, OJ Howard. Mm-hmm. They weren't as 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 elite of pass catchers. They were just all well rounded. So I think we'll see a similar season to Evan Ingram or I mean, better. T.J. Hawkinson was kind of like that
2: as well. Well rounded. He went top. Yeah, 10, exactly. But well, I'm I'm excited. So, do you think he's going to overtake Julio right away for target
1: share? I think that's hard to say right now. I think it's we got to see what Atlanta's going to do. I I if you asked me that question after Week One, and I got you know a good look at what the Falcons' offense wants to do, then I could probably give you a more reasonable answer. I just have no clue at this point in time. I think we're going to see Pitts line up at tight end, big slot. So I think we're going to see that happen.
0: Something or else something. that sucks is, uh, for any of you hating Hurst owners, that is – uh, hopefully you moved him prior, but um, he's or dead. Or Atlanta moved him. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead for right now. So, yeah, I would just hold right now if you if you have him. Hope hope he gets traded. Yeah, hope
2: hope he moves somewhere.
0: I don't know where. I'm
1: trying to think of a landing spot in my head, and I don't know.
0: Arthur Smith likes the,
1: the 12 personnel, so even True. if they don't move him, I mean, Hurst is going to get snapped. Yeah, he's going to get snaps. He's going to see the field. I just, he's not going to be fantasy relevant at all. There's
2: so many mouths to feed, like Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Kyle Pitts, even Russell Gage got a good target share, which I know his is going
0: to go down, but right. he's, he's yeah. still a factor. He did now, well when Julio was out, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. He's a great DFS mm-hmm. play. Um, so did Zach, Zach,
1: Zachias or however you pronounce Zaccheaus. the last name, Zacchaeus, he even played well in the, in the role for Julio a little bit. So they got some guys there. They got some guys that can play.
0: So let's move on to the Bengals. Uh, if you didn't, you weren't following Matt on Twitter or watching the live stream we did in the, for the first round of the the draft. Um, we we all witnessed uh, Matt having to shave his head. He he was pretty confident they weren't going to take much Chase, but here we are, and they did. And let's talk about those ramifications.
1: Well, the ramifications are clear. It's my Twitter profile picture. My head is completely bald down to a zero. It is shaving off. My girlfriend's not too thrilled. Right. So
0: I was honest- talking about the NFL here. She, she was bargaining <laughs> for the one. I saw that uh, in the timeline. Yeah. Uh,
1: are, we we were, were s- down to the zero. They did. They did. We were sitting there and uh, what, well, honest to God, I'm, I'm excited to see what this Bengals offense does. They got some players, right? They, we all know that they got Higgins, they got chase, they got Boyd, they got players, right? They gave burrow a we- no, a weaponry, an army, right? Do they need offensive line? I 100% firmly believe it should have been Panay Sewell. Can I sit here and argue that today? No, because it wasn't Panay They took Jamar Chase, and now i got to project what that offense is going to look like. We're going to see a lot of three wide receiver sets. We're going to see over 500 pass attempts, and it's going to be an absolute bloodbath in Cincy this year, and I'm excited. It's going to be quite the offense. I saw those Joe Mixon reports, what,
2: yesterday or today. Three down back, he ain't coming off the field. But I'm, I'm really excited. I feel like Jamar Chase is elite he's gonna be elite for a long time in my opinion just based on his film he's hooked up with his former college quarterback and you can't really focus on jamar chase either because if you focus on jamar chase tyler boyd and t higgins will burn you so yeah i i think they're going to spread the ball i think it's the worst for tyler boyd's dynasty stock of all of all things i think t higgins is going to be unaffected mostly i think he's still going to take a little bit of a hit but i feel like jamar chase is going to mostly eat in tyler boyd's work
0: Yeah, I think the interesting thing about this pick here is a lot of people are saying Jamar Chase is going to come in and be the wide receiver one. T. Higgins' profiles as an alpha as well. So, like, look at CeeDee Lamb. Very talented, but seems to be relegated to the slot for the rest of his career, which is fine. You usually get good volume, but that could happen to Chase or it could happen to Higgins. And I think people are a little too confident on which one it's going to be. They're both really good profiles coming out of college and then you know we've already seen what T Higgins can, can do in the NFL with Joe Burrow so it's it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out but if there's anyone who's really scared about T Higgins or or Tyler Boyd I would definitely be buying
2: we don't know what's going to happen but we do know Joe Burrow is most likely going to be a QB1 this year yes
0: Yeah, but the issue I think also another thing a lot of people aren't paying attention to is very likely, he does not start week one. Looking more closer to like week four to week six. So True. that's I something guess, you have to yeah. think about, especially if you only have two quarterbacks. If you only have Joe Burrow and one other guy in a super flex league, you know you might want to look for a replacement for the first couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't know what replacements we could suggest. You could take your your shot with the Saints QB and try to gamble there. Like, cause they're not, there's some
0: cheap options out there. You look at yeah. Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills in Houston. One of them has to start. Andy Dalton might start the first couple of games over fields. Not sure. Chicago Nune, would have a riot with Cam that. Cam Noon or Mac Jones. It depends on who's starting, you know? So I think it's fair to take shots on on guys like those right now.
2: For sure. I mean, there, there's a lot you can do in Dynasty football. There's a lot of ways to pivot. That's, that's what makes it so great, in my opinion. True,
0: true, true, true. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver two drafted in this class. Jalen Waddle to Miami, also reuniting with his former quarterback. I'm not stunned when the pick happened. Like, I saw it happening because I
2: trust Vegas books. What can I say? I was on, a, I was on about that during the last year. They, they were heavy on the wide receiver. Do I agree with the value? I think Sewell would have been better there too. I, I think Miami's offensive line woes are severely understated when it comes to people. Their O line wasn't good either. I'm pretty sure they addressed that on day two as well. They got, uh, I, I'm going to butcher his last name, but the Otak from uh, Notre Dame. So they address that as well, but w- Waddle looks to profile well in a lot of Oh, Eichenberg. Yeah. Eichenberg, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this offense seems messier than Sensies if you want to pick pieces, honestly, because you have Will Fuller, Devonte Parker, Waddle, Preston Williams is done. Mike Kosicki.
0: Don.
2: yeah, Mike Kosicki. Hunter Rimbauden. Long, who they draft it. If he makes an impact year one, mm-hmm. they-, they have a lot there that
1: it's kind of kind of murky. I love the Waddle pick. I, uh, you know, I love his tape. It popped, right? The analytics pointed against it, but breakout age, whatever, dominator rating, whatever, right? The way I look at it is Waddle's gonna up with Tua. He can absolutely carve up the middle of the field, take any ball to the house. He gives them a dynamic playmaker, a guy that can threaten to score at any point, and that's what, that's what Miami was missing last season. A guy that could really spread the field, a guy that could really get open, a guy well, how that could much- thrive with
0: Tua. How much can Waddle do that Fuller can't do when they're both healthy? Like if, you know what I mean? Are they just, are well, they just like hedging their bet? Because like both of them have the injury history. They're like, ah, if one goes out, we still have the other one, you know?
1: It could be some of that. But I also think Waddle's more explosive than Fuller. I also think he has faster change of direction than Fuller. So I think he can actually carve up the middle a little more than Fuller could do. I think Fuller is, you know, not a strictly deep guy, but he's that's where he's going to be. He's going to be a guy that's going to run nines. He's going to run deep curls. He's not going to be a guy that, Carves the middle of the field up with the slants or two step moves or and take the ball. To the yeah, house. I think, I think, I think Waddle has. That. Well, no, I think Waddle's going to be the yak guy. I think he's going to be the guy across the middle.
0: No, I'm saying I think Devontae Parker is going to be the guy with the slants and everything. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, I, par- slot.
1: I see. I think Waddle's going to be in the slot. I think Waddle's going to be the guy lined up right there. He's going to catch a ball and he's going to go. He could still run a nine from the slot. If he runs a nine from the slot, he boasts up the scene if it's covered two. Uh, if it's cover three, then you got four boasts up the left side or right side, right? So it's going to be interesting to see what Miami can scheme up because you could put Waddle anywhere on the line and he's going he's to get open and get the ball and run, right? Because he can run with the pole. His Yak ability is severely underrated. He can get the ball and he
0: can go. So, yeah, his first level speed is crazy. It is. I it mean, is, his third level is good too, but his burst is just insane. Yes, it is. It is. And his change it's of direction, like you were saying. That's true.
2: Yeah, I'm not arguing that he should be the wide receiver two off the board. For real life purposes, he definitely deserves that. I'm just saying, I don't see why there's not more people arguing the Sewell pick for them as well.
0: No, yeah, I agree. And earlier this offseason, they they released one of their guards that they got in a trade last year, but it was or I'm not sure if they released him or traded him. I think it was a release though, and like it had zero dead cap on it. His contract was set up. Unfortunate for for him, but yeah, yeah they they did lose some people too. for. For the that, Dolphins, line. that whole
2: thing with the Isaiah Wilson experiment that didn't work out either. Yeah, he's cutting a matter of, what two three days. Yeah, so that, that's tough. But
0: yeah, well, we'll see. Eichenberg could be could be good. I Detroit like Eichenberg. Lions? Yeah, yeah, he could sure. be good. Yeah. Um, Detroit Lions finally snagged the man we've all been talking about, Sewell. He Sam helped protect. Yeah, 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 I think he's gonna be. I mean, I think that's just great. I I know we have Jared Goff in the Lions right now. And I think a lot of people were saying, like, just take Justin Fields. You have a subpar QB right now, and, and you want to build for the future. But I think what the Cowboys kind of did before Dak and taking the elite O-line first and then grabbing the quarterback when the time was right seemed to do pretty well. So I'm not against this pick. I still think they could have went Fields, but Sewell is is totally fair here.
1: Yeah, I think Sewell was the slam dunk pick here for them. I think that Jared Goff is the best quarterback on the planet but he's just, he could be a serviceable one, right? They're not looking to compete this next year. They're looking to build the trenches. They're looking to build a roster that can compete down the line two to three years. I thought the lions had the best draft overall. I thought that every pick they had were slam dunk picks were guys that are going to come in, make immediate impact and be it. This is where they're going. This is the roster they want to build for that future quarterback that they do inevitably select. Right. Cause Jared Goff isn't the future, but he's a good, a good bridge quarterback, a good placeholder until then. Right. So I love I love their draft. Every single pick just about I was like, easy, slam dunk, good pick, great pick, there it is, right? They got on Ron on day three, for God's sakes, right? So Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I love like it. what they love did it. a lot. I was planning on going over who we thought won and who we thought lost the draft. Just like a couple hitters for us each. But yeah, I, I agree the Lions did very well. I think my pick though is the Bears. I think I really just like what they were able to do. I feel like they snagged like so many guys who fell who shouldn't have. Like obviously We'll get to pick 11, but there was other guys too in the later rounds. So we'll we'll get to all of them now. Ryan, who's your favorite out of the draft? Who do you think did the best? I mean, to not like copy off you guys, because the Bears and
2: Lions obviously walked away with, you know, top three drafts. I really like what the Chargers did mainly early. They took LaShawn Slater. He fell right to them. Position of need. Asante Samuel, second round, position of need, BPA.
0: I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe They were just
2: just plucking BPAs all over the place. I really like their draft. I think the Bears and the Lions did better overall in terms, but I think the Chargers also had a stellar
1: draft. So if we're we're throwing teams that I'd also like to throw the Cleveland Browns out there. Yeah, I thought Cleveland did a lot there. I think Cleveland has now become true contenders to compete for a Super Bowl next season. I think this team is ready to roll. The offense is going to be clicking. They bolstered that defense. they got playmakers, guys they can plug in and goal make plays. I love the Greg Newsom pick. I came more around on him as this last month has gone on. He's a stud to get that cornerback to behind Denzel Ward. Uh, if Greedy Williams can find a way to stay healthy next year, there's their QB3 slot cornerback, nickel corner kind of guy. Uh, this is going to be a fun Browns team to watch. It's, just, it's, it's still kind of mind-blowing from where the Browns were at just a few years ago to see this immaculate turnaround that i'm calling it, it it's it's awesome jok okay, round two like what how, yeah. how did that yeah, happen that was, that was crazy to me i guess it's the injury concern yeah. I, i'm the yeah. size maybe i don't
0: know moving on we have the panthers uh also i think everybody was screaming just slam justin fields and you know like let either sam darnold uh show him the ropes a little bit or or something but i mean why not why why pass on that talent when you're not for sure sold on this guy um but i think by taking um jc horn here they just totally admitted they, they're all in on sam donald not even taking an offensive weapon at eight like they could have grabbed um a wide receiver here they chose not to and take defense so i think either they're building for the future or or they uh they just didn't like justin fields which is possible
1: in this whole process, I had the Panthers taking a cornerback. They show they believe in in uh, Sam Darnold. Uh, actually, Matt Rule, the reason he had interviewed for the Jets job two years ago was because of Sam Darnold. So I think he believes in that guy. I think he's that guy, right? They traded a second, or was it a second and a fourth, or something like that, a future second. Future they second. traded they yeah, they traded pieces to go get Darnold. This wasn't a guy that they traded yeah. the sixth or fifth for. This was their starter this year, right? We knew that when the trade happened. So I I, I wasn't slamming my fist down saying take field two because they didn't need field, right? They, they At least they didn't believe so, right? I love J.C. Horn. He's been my cornerback one in this class for the last three months. He's an isolation man, locked down QB1. He's going to have an island over there, and he's going to be able to hold his own. I love it. I love the pick. I think the Panthers are bolstering up a defense that was already on the rise with Jeremy Chin. And Brian Burns, uh, as a Saints fan, it kind of scares me. If Sam Darnold hits, we're in trouble.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't want to go over too much of the players for the IDP purposes, but I just wanted to hit on these few here because we're in the territory of the teams that probably could have or should have maybe taken one of these quarterbacks up here, um, but chose not to. So this has implications, I think, that are worth noting. So we'll talk about the Broncos here now, too. Also chose to go cornerback certain my cornerback one obviously very good out of alabama but um this just shows again that they didn't want to take justin fields they are going to ride it out with drew lock and teddy bridgewater and we're going to see how that how that rolls out i guess what are you guys thoughts on that you think they should have slammed fields there or traded back even
2: both of them were equally as stunning because i didn't expect corners to go top 10 before dallas i think definitely think denver was more surprising because Carolina at least filled like a need you know that they needed a cornerback Denver has who does Denver have Bryce Callahan Kyle Fuller they have all these corners and they draft one top 10 when they you know could have filled a huge need at quarterback I don't believe in Drew Locke I don't believe in Hedy Bridgewater. so it's kind of questionable what they're doing out there but yeah well yeah, I agree with Ryan a
0: track record
1: I agree with Ryan on that I think that they addressed the, not necessarily a need. I mean, it might have been a, a slight need, maybe like third, fourth need, right? But I don't believe they should have absolutely passed on Justin Fields. When it was the ninth pick on the board, I was sitting there and I'm like, all right, here it is. This is Justin Fields. I tweeted it out. I said, Denver's taking him. He's a Denver Bronco. They're immediate contenders. And they missed. They missed. It was a miss. I like Patrick Dertain. I think he's going to be a nice cornerback in the NFL, but they missed. I, I agree. It's it's yeah.
2: more missing on not the player. The player is good. Dertain is really good at football it's just what's the point you don't need him to help your defense really i don't know it's just yeah, i
0: think this is something possibly. we'll talk about for years to come is what ends up happening with the panthers quarterback situation and the broncos uh, and whether or not they they should have selected fields or especially even especially if fields hits in chicago yeah exactly moving on we have the eagles uh devontae smith also pairing up with his former quarterback and jalen hurts what do you what are you guys thoughts on that
1: Target hog. It's gonna be a target hog there in Philly. Yeah, I didn't like the move. I think I'm the minority
2: of the Eagles fans. Everyone was tweeting out what a great pick. I was my friends were sending me all the reactions like yes, let's go. And then I'm just sitting here like, this is the third straight draft where how we spent premium capital on the wide receiver position. And the second one, Jalen Rager, we don't know yet. I still think he could be good. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and his umbrella, bust. Like, how he's got to stop spending all these picks, these positions that don't work out. I mean, I think Devontae Smith could bend, you know, the curve, break the – I'm trying to make up words here – break the curve of those wide receivers with his stature that haven't succeeded before. I think he could be the outlier, but I just don't like taking an outlier in the top 10. I know he's really good at football, and I think he'll succeed with Jalen Hurts because I think their skill sets match up well, but – man was I was... a little
0: polarizing Devonte smith you're talking about an outlier he's a little polarizing for the analytics community but for, on film he looks good you know what i mean like he was able to produce after waddle left him and I, you know i i like that for him i like that he was able to handle that that alpha role and he was able to do pretty much everything on the field that a team is going to ask him to do so I, I agree with with matt here i think I agree with you from an NFL perspective. Wide receiver might not have been the biggest need, and they could have even went Justin Fields if they didn't believe in Jalen Hurts. But like I was saying before, the implications that we see from this, taking a wide receiver over a quarterback that's, you know, arguably one of the best in the uh, class, you are saying Jalen Hurts is our quarterback, and we're giving him weapons to perform. So I'm excited for that whole team to, to see what they do.
2: There was a minute there where the Cowboys were on the clock at 10 before we traded for the pick, obviously, where I'm like, Justin Fields is going to be an eagle. I truly believed it for a second. I thought it was happening because Howie does not like my man Jalen Hurts at all. Him and his little fist bumps. I don't know if you saw those throughout the weekend. <laughs> oh my goodness. The ones he was so mad.
1: I just, I think that it's a good pick. I think that Devontae Smith comes in and it's a pretty good target share. I think he's going to come in to man the ball. He's going to be that premium weapon in Philadelphia. I believe Jalen Hurts is a better thrower than people give him credit for. I think they're going to be good together. I I think it's a great match. But Devontae Smith has got to hit. This isn't, all right, he can be a wide receiver too. No, you just spent the 10th overall pick. You traded a third to move up. He's got to come in and be an alpha. He's got to come in and be that guy in Philly for the next seven years, right? Especially with, as Ryan stated, the previous capital spent on wide receiver. If you miss three times in a row, you moved up the third time to get one, and you miss, you should be on the sidewalk watching the eagles games because that's about all you deserve okay so that's where i'm at with it i think devontae smith's going to be a great guy to own in fantasy simple fact because he's going to get the ball yeah for
0: sure yeah and we didn't talk about that this was the first trade up during the draft and now we have and it was only two picks but now we have the chicago bears trading up nine picks to come up and get justin fields the man we were all waiting for and i love this spot i mean andy dalton was already there he's not getting paid to, well, he's actually going to pay a lot, I think. But I don't think that he's going to sit the whole year, Justin Fields that is. So don't. it's going to be good for him to be able to learn from Nick Foles and Andy Dalton. And I'm pretty excited for this for this team, I man. What do you guys' thoughts?
1: I'm super stoked. You know I am, Spencer. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's a great landing spot. I think you got Allen Robinson. I think you got Darnell Mooney. I, I think about Cole Comet. I think about David Montgomery. I think about an offensive line that's bolstered up their weaponry. I think about a defense that was still one of the tops in the league with Khalil Mack and with Roquan Smith, right? So I love this, right? I think this is a situation that Fields can come in and thrive right away. Like you said, he can learn from Dalton. He can learn from Nick Foles. I don't care about the money that they put in, in Danny Dalton. I don't care about the money that's on Nick Foles' contract. None of it matters to me because Justin Fields is going to start. Week, whether, one. It's week one, whether it's week one or week three, Justin Fields is the future, right? We know that.
2: How much money did they give Mike Glenn in the second before they picked Mitch Trubisky? Like,
1: it was a lot. Yeah. It was a right. ton. I don't, I don't care about the money there. I just don't care. Justin Fields is the guy. He's got weapons. He's got an all-world wide receiver in Alan Robinson. He's got a young flyer in Darnell Mooney. And he's got Cole Komet, who Twitter has ravaged about the last three months. And he's got David Montgomery, who's more than a serviceable back.
0: And I think still he technically has Jimmy Graham. They have – did
2: you see that draft story with mike glennon where they invite him in the draft room just to draft mr Bisky?
1: yeah
0: <laughs> that's
1: rough i hate to poor see mike it. poor mike right,
0: so now we have a good string of non-offensive players taken well non-fantasy players taken but then we get to pick 15 the new england patriots mac jones i mean A lot of people were saying this was going to happen. I was I was under the assumption that he wouldn't last that long. I thought either the Patriots were going to have to trade up to acquire him, but after watching Fields fall to eleven, I was like, okay, I guess Mac Jones is about to be a Patriot, and you know, lo and behold, here he is. And I think this is this is great landing spot. I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity to exceed. Uh, So, from an NFL
1: standpoint, from an NFL standpoint, it's arguably the best landing spot. You're coming in with the greatest coach of all time. So if you do learn and you do adapt and you do grow and become a better player, you're now one of the greatest coach of all time. You can now lead a franchise that is previously known for six Super Bowl titles in the last 20 years, right? So I love it from an NFL standpoint. From the fantasy standpoint, all I'm thinking about is who the hell is he throwing the football to outside of Hunter Henry? Do I trust Nelson Aguilar? Do I trust Kendrick Bourne? Do I trust Nikhil Harry? Do I trust Jacoby Myers? Do I trust John Amir Byrd? I mean, Johnny Smith, right. So, I mean, Johnny Smith might not even see the field more often than people think. They did pay him a lot of money, but I don't think he's going to be fantasy, much fantasy relevance. So I'm, I'm interested to see now what Bill Belichick's next steps are, because this is going to be a process here. This isn't going to be Mac Jones comes in and they're instant contenders. This isn't going to be Mac Jones comes in and is top QB in fantasy. This is going to be, let's build up this offense. Because again, in this draft, in the later end of this draft, they address defense. They bolstered up the trenches there, right? So that defense is ready to roll. Right, So they're going to spend a lot of capital within these next two years on offense. They might sign another guy next year, and they're going to roll. And if Mac Jones hits in New England, watch out because now he's tied to the greatest quarterback of all time.
2: I, I just want to double back real quick between the picks that we missed that weren't fantasy relevant. Rashawn Slater is really, really good for Austin Eckler's stock, and I feel like a lot of people are going to be talking about that closer to the season.
1: I agree.
0: Yeah. The clear, clear OT, two I think could get moved to guard, but yeah, I I totally agree, and and it's great for Herbert too. I mean, we're talking about these wide receivers. All three of the first wide receivers went back to their their quarterback from college, and instead of doing that with Justin Herbert, you know why why would you? They they grab Rashawn Slater to protect him, the perfect spot I think for him and for um, that whole offense. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. I agree. So. Now we're on to the Giants. This was the pick that they got from Chicago to be able to trade up. And <laughs> they selected what we were hoping they selected, I believe, in a wide receiver, uh, but not necessarily the wide receiver we were hoping for. This is Kadarius Tony, and he was projected to get that round one, round two capital from the get, but I don't think people were excited about it. And I think a lot of Twitter was very hit or miss with this. They're... They're either excited for him or they think this was a terrible, terrible pick. And I think everyone on this show is not not very excited about it. So what are, what are your thoughts, Ryan? I
2: mean, it was funny to see Dave Gettleman squirm a little bit. The man has never traded down, and then the Eagles jump him for his guy, and then he trades down immediately. Like, that was kind of good to see personally. But, I mean, as for Kadarius Tony, he hits none of the analytics. It was, correct me if I'm wrong, it was a super late breakout for Tony. Yes. Did he, did he ever even break out technically? I don't. I don't remember to be one hundred percent honest. I know his
1: senior year was his only really productive right yeah, year. Exactly. So. I don't know if he broke out because Kyle
2: Pitts was also on the field at that point. So that's, that's that's an interesting little tidbit there. But have you guys heard the reports that he might not play this year? much like no, I didn't hear that. I don't know if that was a rumor or something or just something floating on my Twitter feed. I, I don't know if it was true or not. But I'm just Dude. saying what I saw. I'm not-
1: if, if Justin Fields costs a wide receiver that isn't even going to play year one, this NFL draft has been officially rigged for the Chicago Bears <laughs> to finally get a QB. I mean, if we're being honest, I mean, I knew knew they were going to take a wide receiver. Did I know it was Tony? No. But I actually don't hate the fit. I mean, he's not going to be a guy that dominates wide receiver room. He's not going to be a guy that can carve up the middle of the field. He's going to be a guy that's going to get the football as Debo Samuel gets the football. In hopes to make something happen, right? So he's
0: gonna play adjacent with Galladay, right? What was that? He's gonna play adjacent with Galladay. You know, uh, that so, would be my thought. Who's
2: yeah. he gonna beat out though? Is he gonna beat out Slayton? Is he gonna beat out Shepard?
1: I know Galladay's Shepard. But... He'll he'll probably beat out Shepard. Yeah, that's
0: possible. Cool. And he's a he's a returner too, so that that offers like upside that I think a lot of teams look for in their receivers. If you can get both out of one yeah. guy, it's better than just having to have two guys on your roster that, you know what I mean? So Yeah, sure. I just That's something like to know as well.
1: I just don't like spending I round 1 capital on a returner. I think it was funny when it happened. I was sitting there and you know again, I'm not a big Contreras Sony fan. He just, you know, good for him. He had dropped first round good paycheck. I hope he does well in New York. And I just keep looking at it. And I'm like, they really traded Justin Fields for Tony in an extra first. Danny Dimes season, baby. Let's go. Like, it's got to be. Running. No, no, it's got to be Danny Dimes season. There's no excuses. <laughs> Not one. I can't even think of one. Yeah. Like, it's got to be Danny Dimes season. So, if you believe Danny Dimes is a, is a talent, you, you like his talent. He just hasn't had the requisite weapons or has got bad luck. Okay, your Daniel Dimes shares, right? I mean, it's a high risk, high reward kind of situation. He could suck next year and never play the, as a starter again, or he could go off and get an extension. And all you know, you got a QB2 in Dynasty, right? So, I'm all for it if you want Daniel Dimes. I'm not taking Kadarius Tony in the first round of any draft, QB one or super flex. I'm not doing it. I'm not a guy that makes big shifts in my board just because the guy got higher draft capital, right? I had Tony low, way low on my board. He's not jumping up to the first round. But if you're in the middle of the second and you're you're maybe shallow at wide right receiver and you need a guy that could come in and get some a little bit of production, go get Kadarius Toney, Right. So it's interesting. I don't again hate the pit. I mean, I do necessarily hate the pick but i don't necessarily hate the fit
0: yeah i think it's a good fit i think he could easily thrive and it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out this year especially with that whole offense being a little bolstered uh with barkley coming back they brought in rudolph to help ingram and galladay obviously coming in so this it's gonna be the offense should be good in a in on a on a spreadsheet it looks good so i'm interested to see how it plays out on the field Then coming up at 24 and 25, we get our first two running backs taken, um, Najee Harris and Travis Etienne. Najee ended up going to the Steelers, and Etienne went to the Jaguars. In my pre-draft rankings, I finalized it with Etienne as my RB1 with Williams at 2. And with this draft capital that the Steelers just um, invested into Harris, I now have Harris at 1 with the workhorse imminent. And then Etienne actually fell to three due to the competition he's going to face from James Robinson. And, and then Javante Williams, we'll talk about later, is going to be my RB two. So draft capital and landing spot really shook up my running backs. But what are you guys' thoughts on these? So I
1: want to I want to say I love 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 Najee Harris in Pittsburgh. Do I necessarily think I should have spent the capital to get him there? No, but. He's gonna get the volume. Like for fantasy, just talking fantasy here. Totally. He's getting the volume. He's getting the touches. And he's a good player. He's a good running back. He's gonna get touches in offense that desperately needed a running back last year. I don't see what to hate. I really there's nothing to really necessarily hate. Is the offensive line that great? Nah. He'll be all right. He's gonna get 30, I mean 27 to 30
0: touches a game. All right. I'm fine with it. All right. They did address it later in the draft though, the offensive line. You're
1: right. If he gets twenty-seven touches. Or twenty four runs and then five catches on a weekly basis. I'm sign me up, sign me up, all all day every day.
2: I love the parallels that went on there. It was Nashi Harris is a three down back after the draft. Uh, Colbert said that, and then Urban Meyer came out and said ETN's a third down back only. I
1: love that. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was interesting for sure. I don't know what they're working with with Carlos Hyde over there, but I don't know. It's gonna be... He must have rejuvenated something.
1: RB one season. <laughs> For Carlos yeah. and with the ETN pick, I just – and again, if I'm, I'm going to talk strictly fantasy here, I'm not 100% sold he's winning the role, right? I, I like ETN. I'm a little lower on most people. But I can't 100% sit here and say he's winning the role. But again, it, with running backs, you don't necessarily need to win it. He could just be handed the role, and we all looked up with our Robinson shares, which I, on Twitter, got blasted for all weekend, probably still getting notifications about it, right? So I get it. ETN's going to get a little bit of value. I just don't understand – when, you, when your car is breaking down and the only thing you need to do is get to point A to point B, the first thing you do is put gas in the car. You don't shine it up with some luxury wheels, okay? And that's what the Jacksonville Jaguars did. They got a car and Trevor Lawrence ready to go, and instead of putting gas in that car, they got it wheels that when it already had wheels, right? It was a dumb pick. You can't convince me otherwise. They made a luxury pick when they were 1-15. That's why they stay poverty franchises and that's my piece.
0: Yeah, from an NFL perspective, not the smartest choice, but I, for me personally, it was the choice I thought they were going to make. Not in the first tier at at um, twenty five, but I was expecting them to get somebody in the second or third. So yeah, I mean, it's just undrafted for uh, rookies have a really hard time making it and and continuing to make it. Uh, even Austin Eckler faces it with like guys like Josh Kelly in the past, or. Uh, who they just drafted this year to, they just drafted another running back. Was it Elijah Mitchell? Or oh, no, that was a four Who is it?
2: Oh, gosh. It was someone from Iowa, I believe. I forget his name. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not I'm too I'm going to up, but
0: what, what are you guys' thoughts on, we'll go back up, Rashad Bateman to the Baltimore Ravens? Pick 27. I love it.
2: I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority for this pick, too, but I know the passing, you know, the whole Lamar thing. We could redo an episode on the whole Lamar debate, honestly, if we wanted to, because that's how it is. But I think Rashad Bateman has no competition for wide receiver one. I like Tylen Wallace a lot as a two. Sammy Watkins is a no factor. And I think Lamar, his passing volume is going to go up this season, not significantly, but I still think it's going to go up. And I think Rashad Bateman is going to be the prime beneficiary of that.
1: So I agree with that, Ryan. I really do. I think Sammy Watkins is going to have a little bit of a role as, I mean, they signed him. He's going to have a little bit of a role, right? But he's not a long-term answer. He's not going to be there in the next three, four years, right? So, the way I look at it is that I believe Lamar Jackson can throw the football. I don't necessarily think Greg Roman wants to throw the football, right? So, if again, then you don't see this big tick in passing upside from the Baltimore Ravens, and they continue to not go forward in the playoffs, because there's a there's a correlation there, right? That this this style of offense, if you figure it out, can be shut down, right? So. If it doesn't work, Greg Roman could find himself without a job, right? And that's when it's wheels up with the Baltimore Ravens every single piece because Lamar Jackson's gonna thrive, Bateman's gonna thrive. My boy Tyron Wallace has to, earn, he's gonna have to earn it. He's gonna have to climb the depth chart, but I believe he will, right? He could be a solid wide receiver three, wide receiver two in Baltimore. I love it, and you know I did drop Tyron Wallace. We'll get probably get to that in the next episode, but I love Rashad Bateman. I'm
0: wheels up. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I was a huge fan going into the draft. because my wide receiver two. He just, well, that pro day was pretty miserable, but outside of the pro day, he just looked great for me. So I'm really excited to see what he does there. And I'm totally on the board with Lamar is not the problem with uh, that offense and how it produces wide receivers. So I'm excited to see Rashad Bam finally become the wide receiver two and hopefully wide receiver one uh, on that team. I have to ask real
2: quick. Is Tylon Wallace, especially if he plays good this season, and Rashad Bateman, top your two buys if, say, the same thing happens in Baltimore, they run the same offense, they don't get much passing volume, and then they get to, like, what, the divisional round or something like that, and you know Greg Roman is on the hot seat. Would you instantly trade for them in, like, all your leagues?
1: Well, so I, I'm going I'm to acquire Tylen Wallace in every single every I'm in, Ryan. I've been on the Tylon Wallace hype train. You, you both know forever. He's yeah. my guy in this class, okay. right? I, I saw it up I had appointed the flag months ago. I didn't necessarily like the landing spot, not because of Lamar or Roman. It was just because it's a, it's a crowded depth chart. And I think he's not going to be slotted in at three or four. He's going to probably slotted in four or five. And I think he's going to have to earn it. And can he? I absolutely, he can, but will he is, you know, uh, yeah, he might, you know, so like, I love Tyler Walls. I'm buying him for the next year because he's not going to be he's not going to have a lot of value. I'll I'll send a third, I'll send a second, eight seconds still. Right. I'll take it. I love TyLon. I think he can produce in Baltimore if he is given that role, if he earns that role. I love it. I'm wheels up on both of them. Judging by my rookie draft so
2: far, you're not even going to have to trade that much for TyLon Wallace, honestly. Right. Is he falling? He's falling, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I forget where he went in my one earlier today, but the one I'm doing right now, we are into the third and he's still not gone. So. Yeah.
1: That's a steal any point right now.
0: So then we kick into the second round with Elijah Moore going to the Jets. Uh, I think we all knew or wanted them to grab a wide receiver in this round to help Zach Wilson out, but not the one I was expecting. I actually put up my Twitter post and I ended up donating like $350 to uh, uh, mental health awareness. But was I thought Elijah awesome. Moore was going to Green Bay. Uh, as soon as he got to Green Bay, after the Saints didn't take him, I was like, ah it's green bay it's green bay's time they're gonna they're like aaron Rodgers is disgruntled they're gonna grab elijah moore help him out and then saw him (laughs) later so the next day you know what i mean the draft starts right up and jacksonville does a a good pick in my opinion and grabbed a a cornerback and then the jets slammed elijah moore i'm a big fan and i think he's gonna kill not kill but i mean denzel mims isn't gonna be able to do what he was able to do last year he's not gonna get that volume anymore I think Elijah Moore is going to demand a lot of it. So I'm really excited for Elijah Moore. I think he's moved up at least into my top five, top four wide receivers. So I'm really excited about it. What do you, what do you guys thought, on him? So I move him up. I, I do like the landing spot.
1: I think the only people that didn't like
0: the landing spot for Elijah
1: Moore were the big Denzel Mims truthers, right? And I like Denzel Mims. He profiled well. But ever since he had all those opportunity in the world last season to produce, he was all right. New, new regime comes in. And they just bury him in the depth chart. They've absolutely buried Denzel Mims. They're quite They got Corey Davis. Now they've got Elijah Moore. They haven't cut Jameson Crowder. I understand they probably will, but they haven't done it yet. They, right now they're saving ten mil. So if they were gonna do it, I feel like they would have done it. I feel like Crowder's still gonna be on this team come week one, right? So I'm not sold that Denzel Mims is buried. I love Elijah Moore. He's quick. He's fast. He can get over the, across the middle. I love the fit. And uh, like I said, the New York Jets gave Wilson. Some pretty pretty good things to look forward to in for his future.
2: I, I agree. I, I love the pick. I mean, I don't know if it's gonna return instant value right away because of all the weapons in there, like Jamison Crowder and Corey Davis, but like you said, Jamison Crowder looks like a cut candidate sooner than later. So I definitely
0: agree with both of you. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this. This whole offense has gotten bolstered. I I, I actually am so frustrated because We could have never had this conversation about Sam Darnold and whether he's good or not, if they would have just helped him earlier in his career, like they're helping Zach Wilson right now. Um, Not to say Zach Wilson's getting handed like a golden platter and it's going to be a cakewalk, but I I just feel like Sam Darnold is working with the worst. I mean, obviously Adam Gase, not very friendly for fantasy and really any portion of the NFL, but man, (laughs) they botch his early career, Sam Darnold, that is so. I'm looking forward to what Zach going can do as well as obviously uh, Sam Darnold and in, in the Panthers. But now we talked about the Najee Harrison at the end and then the Broncos moved up to where I thought the Falcons were going to take a running back and they ended up trading it away to the Broncos and the Broncos took Javante Williams. What does this mean? What, what are you guys' thoughts on this?
1: I love the landing spot and I might be in a minority when I say that, but here's why. Melvin Gordon's 28. Philip Lindsay was not re-signed. Melvin Gordon, sooner or later, whether it's this year, next year, right? he's he's done, especially with this move here. They're showing they need to address running back again to get a guy that they know can play, whether this is week eight or even next year, like the year after twenty-one, twenty twenty-two, They got Quinn Myers, who's an absolute dog. They drafted him on the offensive line. Uh, they still got a decent offensive line. It's probably not one of the tops in the leagues, but they got a decent one. And God forbid Denver ever finds a quarterback at this point. It's wheels up. Even if it's not, Williams is going to come in and get volume. Whether it's in 21 or 22, Williams is going to find that value. And that's that's key for me. They show they wanted him. They traded up to get him. Right. He's going to get volume, whether it's, like I said, 21 or 22. So I love it. I'm wheels up with Javante. I'm on board for 2022 fully because I
2: think Melvin Gordon is going to be gone there. And I saw I was scrolling through the Twitter feed like I do too much every day. And I saw that Pat Schumer was one of the most, you know, no no sees to use a bell cow running back. I mean, maybe it's because he had Saquon Barkley in the backfield and whatnot in his time in New York, but I, I think Javante is full on wheels up for 2022. And I think he's going to get a little bit of the role in 21. And I think he's going to show enough promise.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me, for Javante Williams, like I was talking about earlier, he had my uh, RB2 status prior to the draft Um, I ended up moving him down to RB3, but it's because of the immediate impact. Like his value is going to be a little lower at the beginning of the year than Harrison at the end, I think. So, but I think the biggest thing with him is that you're getting him at a discount. Like you're getting him at that discount to where he's the RB3 most likely. So then like at the end of the season, he could easily have gained the role already and win you the league. Like the playoffs are obviously the times when you need it the most. So if you can turn your early second or late first into a league winner like that's 100% you know a win so i'm i'm really excited for him even in 2021 i think he could beat out melvin gordon and you got to remember melvin gordon besides last year had missed like four games a season i believe every season so uh expect he suspend it for the start ex- expect some some time off for yeah 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 so expect some time off for gordon and uh Durante williams should eat during those times as well and then moving on, we, we had a slew of non-fantasy-relevant picks, which, you know, wasn't great for a few of us. Like, we're watching the Falcons again not select after, the, after their trade <laughs> from the Broncos. They again did not Davis. select a running back. So it's Mike Davis' season. But then we get to pick 49, huge pick here, Rondo Moore to the Cardinals. Like, I don't know if you could ask for better Kyler Murray throwing to Rondell Moore, the smallest quarterback wide receiver duo in the league, um, but I'm excited for it. I'm uh, super explosive. Rondell Moore and Kyler Murray for a few seasons is going to be something to watch.
2: As long as Cliff Kingsbury is the coach as well. I don't like Cliff Kingsbury as a, a coach in general, but for finesse purposes for Rondell Moore, I like it a lot. So I, I think he's going to find ways to get him the ball. And I know DeAndre Hopkins has that huge target share, and he's going to maintain that huge target share this season. Who else is there? Christian Kirk? Well, I
0: think Christian Kirk is dead. Yeah, he's done. Yes. They also have they grabbed uh, A.J. Green, right? A.J. Green, yeah. he's He's been dead.
2: He's, he's, he's been done. Andy Isabella didn't show anything. Keyshawn Johnson didn't show anything. It's Rondell Moore wide receiver two season for Arizona.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. This is pretty what I want to stuff. say about it.
1: I, uh, I was an advocate for Curtis Samuel to Arizona all offseason. I love that fit. I bet the fit was absolutely better, even better than Washington. I absolutely heard it because that's a wide receiver, too. Gadget guy, explosive, who can turn seven-yard routes into 40-yard plays. And then they got Rondale Moore, right? They got a guy that can do it, if not more explosive than Curtis yeah. Samuel. right? Oh, yeah. So I love it. Right. So I love it. I love the pick. I think he's going to come in and be the wide receiver too. He's going to see some targets. He's going to produce, and man, it's going to be fun to watch him explode downfield for a few plays because he can do it. He can absolutely do it for sure. He's definitely a value in rookie drafts right now, as I've been seeing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Him, the, both of the Moors seem to be close like, together in terms of ADP, but man, do they? They're both really high for me personally, so I'm excited. I think I lean Rondale. It's close. It's pretty close for me, but I, I yeah, that's close. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, have any qualms with anyone who took one over the other uh, with that. Middle of the second, I'm taking either of them. Yeah, honestly. exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're playing the draft, if you're just waiting to see who falls and either of them make it there to your pick, you know, like, I'm happy with that. I'm not going to have gripes about it. But then we get to Pittsburgh again, and they have just been helping out the fantasy community. <laughs> uh, I think that they saw the people on Twitter, like, hoping for a running back and hoping for another fantasy-relevant tight end, and they gave us Pat Friermuth in the, in the Steelers' offense. And I'm, I love this landing spot. I don't know if there was a better one out there for a tight end. There could have been, I, but, man, this is great. I'm really excited to see how this goes. Uh,
2: I'm excited for your team as well for team purposes. I was, I mean, it's a little bit of bias, but I'm a, I'm a Penn State guy, so I, I like watching Friermuth throughout the years. And, of course, he gets the baby grunt comps, which I don't know if that's true, but he's a fantastic run blocker. So that bodes well for Najee Harris, we were just talking about yep. earlier. And then he also has some catching ability in the pass game. And I think he's going to be fantasy relevant in Pittsburgh as soon as year one. I think you can make a case for that because I remember – I just, just a little rant about your team. I remember when your team was trying so hard to find a tight end after Heath Miller – I don't remember them all uh, particularly, but I remember Ladarius Green as the one that stuck out to oh, me as like an yeah. uber athletic tight end who, who could you know catch the ball, and he just never worked out because he had the concussion issue, which is terrible. But I, I think Pat Fryer is going to be the next great Steelers tight end and a, a good tight end for fantasy, but not like not a Kelsey Kittle, but like a tier below. I think yeah. that's his potential.
0: I think he has the upside for it. That's that's the best part about it is he has the upside for it. Like you said, he's a great blocker. And, and I'm really interested to see, you know, what he can do, especially the volume, how that volume is going to shake out because you add Harris, you know, there's going to be some targets gone there and then they brought back Juju. So you're not, there's really no vacated targets. So whether he's going to take over Eric Ebron's role or not is kind of the question. And I think he could definitely do it. Um, yeah,
1: sorry. My dog continues to bark thinking it's playtime, but anyway, I, I love the Pat Fryer move pick. I, uh, I think it's great. I think he will surpass Eric Ebron. I think it showed with that kind of draft capital used on that position that Eric Ebron isn't the long-term answer or the successor to uh, in Pittsburgh. But uh, I love Fireman. He's a big blocker, big guy. Uh, He does get the baby baby Gronk comparison, which I don't think is true. But I mean, I guess the upside. I mean, what if he learns how to go up and get a football like that? I mean, he's got the body type to be
0: Gronk, right? So yeah, he's got the size and, and right. So I, I like,
1: I like the pick. I think it's good value for Pittsburgh. They add another weapon for yet another old Big Ben to go out there and make maybe another playoff push here in in uh, the Steel City. So I like it.
0: Yeah, and then we come up into the Seattle Seahawks and. Man, well we got two picks coming up here that are just <laughs> they or is. something. We got we got <laughs> Seattle Seahawks selecting Dwayne Eskridge uh out of Western Michigan. I did not like this pick at all. I felt like they had so many other things they should have addressed. Um, but here we are, and this is the world we're living in, and Dwayne Eskridge is now Seattle Seahawks. So what are your guys' thoughts on that?
2: I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna preface this with I like the next pick even less because I know, I know where we're going after this, but that's that's a whole different thing. I mean, what's the upside for Dwayne Eskridge? I know they're going to maybe let Russ chuck it maybe again. Like it, it always seems to happen, right? Like let yeah. Russ cook and then Russ never cooks or he cooks for like the first eight weeks and there's no targets to go around. You have DK Metcalf, you have Tyler Lockett, you have Gerald Everett, who I think is going to make an impact this year, honest to God. I, I don't know if he will, but he was making Will Disley relevant there for a while and Gerald Everett's way better in my opinion, but true. And then you have Chris Carson, Rashad Penny in that crowded backfield. And what's, what's the fantasy ceiling for Eskridge overall? Like, I don't think there is one.
0: Yeah, it's going to be tough. Uh, It's not someone I want to roster in fantasy. I'm not, I'm not expecting anything big happening here.
1: The only thing I'm expecting here is to see what DK Metcalf is like when he's Dwayne Eskridge's age. Like, Dwayne Eskridge is 24. Yeah. Like, let's let's preface that, that he's basically time to sign another contract in the NFL at that age, right, so for wide receivers. I don't understand the pick. These two picks in a row here were just mind-boggling picks to me. Yeah. I don't even think Dwayne Eskridge was that good. Like, I, he was, all right, you're good, you know, in college you're good, you made the college level, but I don't think he's – some elite ball catcher i don't think he's some elite route runner i don't think he does really anything really well i didn't understand the pick but the next pick is where i we can he,
0: yeah so we can just dive right into it we got the los angeles rams uh, at 57 um, slamming 2-2 two, two atwell uh, wow. wide receiver and this is very interesting because later in the draft they also select another another wide receiver but this this is just like screaming to me that either cup or woods is possible trade targets right now, or they're just hundred percent cutting them in, in 22 and they really like this class and they really like Tutu Atwell, at well. And they wanted to get, get ahead of their losses. Now. I'm not sure, but this is not a pick I was expecting.
1: I think you're being too nice. I, I think, think the Rams are just bad at evaluating talent. I think the Rams are just bad at drafting. It's a reason why they ship every single first round pick they own out. They're just bad at drafting. I don't. There's nothing more to say here. It's a bad pick. It won't be a good pick. There's nothing good about it. There's not one upside, bright side. Oh, well. No, it's a bad pick. It's just bad draft analysis, bad draft evaluation, and the Rams yet again should just trade all their picks.
2: I mean, yeah, that as well it works out for them pretty well. I mean, Spencer, what you said is potentially true with cutting bait on Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. But also, could it be taking their L for Van Jefferson last year? They spent high capital on him as well, and uh, he didn't produce much. Josh Reynolds is gone, but I don't know. It's such a difficult wide receiver room there past Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. You have Deshaun Jackson, who is on his, I don't know, final leg, like times three or something. And then you have Tutu Atwell. You have, correct me if I'm wrong, it was Joe Harris that they drafted, Jacob Harris? On day three, and then they have Tutu Atwell. Yeah, through. I'm looking
0: right now. Tutu Atwell
2: weighs yeah, almost Jacob as much, Harris. or weighs just a slight bit more than me, and I am like.
0: I like Jacob Harris more than Tutu yeah. Atwell. I know the draft capital isn't <laughs> friendly, but like I love Jacob Harris, my favorite sleeper. Um, it's awesome that he's gonna get to play with Matt Stafford. I hope he doesn't go to the training squad, but because I think he could easily beat out Van Jefferson. I don't know. I I love Jacob Jacob Harris, so I'm interested to see how, how he does.
1: Well, I think Harris probably does end up on the practice squad, but I actually, it's a good thing for Harris. I think he does not even develop a little more. I do like Harris. And I think he could easily find himself in a wide receiver three role, even as early as next year. But they, they signed Deshaun Jackson, and I guess they loved Deshaun Jackson so much, they decided to draft his exact mirror image in Tutu Atwell. Like, you had the same exact player in Deshaun Jackson already on the roster, and you think you're Super Bowl contenders. I would like to believe you would think that. And you drafted Tutu. There's nothing I want to say. You drafted Tutu Atwell. I mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So from the collectively from us, not happy with Tutu Atwell, not targeting Uh, him in fantasy.
2: I love it. Everyone's like, who's going to fall on the sword of the draft capital? Round two capital. We're sitting here in round three of the rookie draft. Who's going to do it? Like
0: nobody's going to do it. It's not going to be me. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. There's a, it's very, he's outside my top 20 for sure. Moving on. We got the Carolina Panthers. Terrace Marshall, finally finally off the board. I thought he was going to go a lot earlier. Um, I was projecting him to the Ravens when they took uh, Bateman. So this is, this is interesting. I, I like him as a player a lot. I know Matt has Wallace over him, but for me, it was the other way around. And I'm pretty excited for this landing spot. I think they're giving everything like we were talking about earlier with Sam Darnley, wasn't able to get the weapons he needed in, in uh, New York, but come to the Panthers, he's on like one of the best offenses, one of the best coaches got a lot of helping him out here. So I'm really excited for, for Terrace Marshall, for fantasy, real life and everything. It's going to be, it's going to be something.
2: I definitely agree with you. People don't realize that Robbie Anderson's a free agent after this year. And this may be a clear indication that, Hey, we're not going to resign him. We're, we're going to rock with DJ Moore. We're going to rock with Terrace Marshall with Sam Darnold and Christian McCaffrey and I'd be all for that offense. I think Terrace Marshall was severely underdrafted, but I think that came out. It was his medicals or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, he landed here in what many people think is a bad landing spot. So I will be smashing the discount on that.
1: All yeah, time. I agree. So here, here's where I'm at. It's again, the problem almost the same thing I'm going to say with DJ Moore to, certain, to a certain extent is I need Sam Darnold to be good. Right. I like Terrace Marshall. I really do. I thought he was a good player. The injuries kind of concerned me. But if Sam Darnold proves to be a, you know, even a serviceable QB in the National Football League, if not a good one, it wheels up with Marshall. Robbie Anderson's gone next year. The wide receiver room is going to be wide open because now Curtis Samuel's also gone. There are targets to go around. Right. I mean, he, he lands in a situation where it's make or break for him. Right. He's coming in where he's going to get the opportunity to showcase what he can do. And I think he's going to thrive, and I think it's going to be awesome. But I need Sam Darnold. Because if Sam Darnold's not rolling, the offense isn't rolling. Yeah, That's
0: just how I feel. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Sam Darnold is going to have to step up, and I think he is going to, but it, there's always that possibility, you know what I mean?
2: I, I think we're also downplaying that McCaffrey had, like, a severe injury last year, and he's getting up there in age a little bit. And the less targets Matt Rowe wants to give him, the more targets are going to go to Terrace
1: Marshall and company, so – yeah Terrace marshall just went 2.9 in one of my rookie drafts today 2.9 i would take that. that
2: he went 2.2 in both of mine and one of them was me but I just, <laughs> 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 what are you gonna that's do about right. it right
0: no yeah i can see that that's a good point for sure yeah so Terrace marshall excited um moving on i want to just hit on this one pick that's not fantasy relevant but is fantasy relevant the chiefs did take one of the top centers in the second here with the second-to-last pick in the second round, Creed Humphrey. Pretty under-drafted, under, under drafted, I guess. I don't know what to call it. Like I feel like he was super undervalued in the draft. He should have been taken a little sooner. There was definitely some teams with the need, but he fell right into the Chiefs' lap. So that's something to watch out for. Obviously, we saw Patrick Mahomes struggle when they had their, their injuries and whatnot last year in the Super Bowl on that offensive line, so them grabbing <laughs> that center there is is really big. After doing the trade with the Ravens for that's the first round, the yeah, it's, it's doing great right now.
1: It's wheels up for Patrick Mahomes.
0: Yeah, I know it's crazy, guys, <laughs> but, but I promise you, Patrick Mahomes is going to do great next year. That's <laughs>
2: yeah, it's insane how they reimagined that whole line. Orlando Brown, yeah. Joe Thune, Creed
1: Humphrey. Oh my gosh, man! Like, yeah,
0: yeah, they they've been nailing this offseason. I think personally, so. <laughs>
1: they were like we lost one super bowl that's not happening again.
0: Uh, not again yeah the only thing i think that they are upset about right now is they i know you guys might not feel the same way but juju i think would have done really well on that team he would have agree. he would have played well on that yeah. team and it would have been something that they could have utilized heavily and they weren't able to get him uh away from the Steelers. so i think that that's the only time they've really kind of messed up in this offseason And maybe could have offered him a little more money. Uh, but...
2: well who's wide receiver two will technically three now it's Mikkel harbin right like
0: Oh, No, they drafted. Um, they, they, did, the, they did draft a wide receiver, they drafted here.
2: Cornell Powell out of Kansas. yeah, Cornell Powell. Yeah, that, that was a little late though, but yeah, late.
0: but that's I. Are you talking about fantasy purposes? I'm taking Cornell Powell over anybody not named Tyreek Hill on that team, yeah, and Travis. Well, Cullin, here's course, the thing, so
1: here's the thing. Receivers. So, this is what I say about Kansas City. Everyone's like, they need a wide receiver too. No, they don't, like from an NFL standpoint, they don't. They got Tyreek, they got Travis, and they got Mahomes. Like, good luck, have fun but I'll see you I, on the field. It does, like, I understand we want a number two receiver for fantasy reasons in Kansas city, but I can even that. see why it's not even that. I can see why they don't address. It. I can see why you well, can't guard is, Hill and Kelsey. Together.
0: They, Kelsey and, and kill only account for 50% of the target share on the offense. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot floating around still, and it'd be better to have it in good hands than. than Nicole Marcus Robinson <laughs> or DeMarcus Robinson's hands, you know? So,
1: but what I'm saying is, is that it, that 50% that does go to Hill and Kelsey is more than enough for the Kansas City Chiefs to succeed. That's why they haven't addressed it with a high draft capital to go get a wide receiver, too. Because even if it's Demarcus Robinson or Mark, Nicole Hardman or Cornell Powell, they realize those guys are serviceable enough to get us to where we need to go, that when Hill and Kelsey can absolutely blast us off into the Super Bowl.
0: So what happens when either of them gets injured, though? Yeah, You know better. what, Spencer? I'm not playing for injuries in neither of the Chiefs. They're playing to win Super Bowls here. I'm All just right? saying you have to account know. for depth. You know what I mean? No, I but, get that. I
1: I understand what you're saying, but they clearly think that they got enough on offense, and I I agree with them uh, that they can I go mean, run in the NFL.
2: Do they think they have enough when they went out and tried to sign Juju for all that money? Like, there's there's a, a double ended sword here. Like, well, I think yeah. that's a luxury. I
1: think that was a luxury more than a need. I don't think that was something they were okay. We need this. I think it was like okay, if we had Juju, good. Like okay, have fun. You're not like covering us, right. It was more of a that thing. Like, you can already not cover us, but if we had Juju, just give us the ring now. That was the kind of thing that they were going for. I don't think that was a need, though, It's not I what I'm to, saying.
0: I want to see I think, Julio. I think we're going to have to cover this, uh, this topic a little more in the next episode because we're on our last pick here. Last pick of the second round, we have Kyle Trask going to the Buccaneers, sitting behind the GOAT and Tom Brady, learning. Not everybody's favorite QB outside of the top five, for sure. Not mine but he, I mean, he bolstered Kyle Pitts in college and he was serviceable. So he could definitely turn into something sitting behind the the greatest of all time. What are your guys' thoughts?
2: For, for sure. I think in rookie drafts, if we're talking fantasy wise, he would be my QB seven or eight off the board. I, th- I think eight now that I'm running through the QBs in my head, there's two that we're going to talk about on a different episode that I take over him who have more upside in my opinion. Cause how long is Tom Brady going to play for? Like another two, three years? Like I think Kyle Trask was just an insurance policy, just in case, you know, Brady decides to retire, even though I don't think he's going to, or, you know, if he gets hurt, which you could always account for injury. So I think Kyle Trask is a fine backup.
1: Oh God. I just think Kyle Trask is God awful at football. And I, I mean I take that and I don't mean that. I mean, I mean it obviously, but like, that was kind of mean. I'm sorry, but it's true right? I'm glad he got his money. I'm glad he got to play in the National Football League. He's clearly better than any any I am, right? But he's not very good, right? It's just true. Like, even if he gets the opportunity in Tampa Bay with all those weapons, sh- sure, throw him in at QB 32. Like, okay, I'm passing at all points. I'm not taking Kyle Trask in Tampa. I'm not taking Kyle Trask anywhere. I just don't think he's very good at football. And that's where I stand on Kyle Trask. I-, I think it's a backup, sure. I mean, that's basically what that was
2: that correction he'd be QB 33 behind Jameis and Taysom okay
0: okay there we go there we go (laughs) yeah that's good though that's good I I like uh I like rounding out the the first and second day of the draft um arguably the most important but also arguably not maybe some of the best people come out of the the third fourth fifth sixth seventh who knows they're just more rare so um we're gonna hit on all those guys in the next episode but make sure to check us all out on Twitter um Ryan you wanna shout yours out at Ryan
1: pros underscore FF.
0: And then you're over with dynasty vipers yep, the Vipers and Matt, your, your handle.
1: Uh, it's at Matt too. frosty. You know, I try to stay frosty in times like this uh, over there on league winners, you know, I'm dropping some draft coverage about the fields and about the Travis ETN. I'll have a few more articles out uh, Monday morning, probably when this goes out. So, you know, it's wheels up over there on league winners and it's wheels up from here on out. The draft was fun. Great weekend with you guys. Great to sit down and chat it out.
0: I love it. I love it. And uh, you can find me at JTRB1 because obviously Jonathan Taylor is the RB1 in dynasty football. And if you don't think that, then I'll I like to, how he throws that in there. I'll have to that teach you it. I'll have to He just you threw that in
1: there. He, he but, just uh, threw yeah, that in there. Yeah. He well, just threw
0: that's all we have for today. Sorry, guys. That's gonna be it. Have a good one.